الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد With this season of academics and school only a week or two weeks away young children as well as teenagers as well as all of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will return back to their friends, their companions, people that they will sit with, talk to, eat with, and learn from other than their teachers, other than other people who are older than them. Islam has great emphasis and stresses great importance for a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to search for good and noble friends and to look for certain etiquettes and manners in them. Islam stresses the importance of each and every single individual adorning themselves with specific characteristics in them dealing with friends and companions. And since the season of returning back to friends and companions is about to fall upon our children and those in colleges and universities, it is imperative that we, say, we take and speak about in this khutbah about the adab al-ukhuwa, the etiquettes and manners of befriending, the etiquettes and manners, the characteristics that each and every single person must have when dealing with friends, what to look out for in terms of noble characteristics and what to advise in terms of characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala detests. For every single one of us is part of the creation of Allah jalla wa ala, that he makes mankind yearn and look and search for companionship beyond his family, his parents, his brothers and sisters, and his wife. It's part of a natural inclination of man to look for companionship outside of the family household. Thus, what does Islam call towards? Who does Islam allow you to befriend? And what are the characteristics Islam urges you to have with your friends and them with you. The first, or oh brother, or oh sister in Islam is to choose companionship that are noble and pious in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To choose people to be your friends, to be your companions who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who love the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam al-Tirmidhi rahimahullahu ta'ala reports in a hadith that is authentic from Abu Hurair radiyallahu ta'ala anhu said, Ar-rajun, ar-rajul ala deeni khalilihi. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ar-rajul 
ala dini kharirihi a man is upon the religion of his friend falyanzur ahadukum man yukhalil so make sure one of you looks towards who he befriends a man is upon the religion of his companion a man is upon the same ideology the same characteristics you would adopt if your friends adopt them the same religion the same mindset the same way of thinking the same goals and objectives of your life you would adopt if your friends and your companions have them as well this is why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in another hadith in tirmidhi he commands and he urges the servants of allah he says la tusahib illa mu'minan make sure you don't befriend anybody except a believer in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wala ya'kul ta'amak illa taqiyun and make sure no one eats your food except the one who fears allah jalla wa'ala don't befriend anybody except a believer and make sure no one even comes close to eat your food indicating that even those who come and sit next to us even those that maybe meet us once or twice but when they come close they will have an effect on you an effect on your characteristics an effect on your mindset an effect in your religion an effect on your objectives and goals in this life thus allah jalla wa ala commands us through the tongue of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to look for pious and righteous servants of allah for how many of us have seen friends of ours who have bad characteristics and bad etiquettes that suddenly out of them betraying out of them portraying these characteristics we have developed them as well did the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam not tell us in this hadith in bukhari about the significance of having a friend that is pious and righteous and about how a person may be indulged and may be called towards and manipulated by their characteristics and by their etiquettes he says in a hadith reported by abu musa radiyallahu ta'ala an qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mathalu al-jalis as-salih wa al-jalis as-su' kamathali sahib al-misk wakil al-haddad the one who sits with a person who is righteous is like the one who sits with a person that sells beautiful fragrance and the one who sits with a person that is not righteous someone who doesn't fear allah is like the one who sits next to a blacksmith whenever you attend the shop of the one who smell who sells beautiful fragrance whether you buy it or you don't buy the perfume you will leave the home, you leave the shop smelling beautiful and whenever you go and visit the blacksmith whether you buy the steel the metal that he makes or you don't you will leave smelling of the smell of the room smelling the disgusting smell that is made during a person making iron or steel that's the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam telling us in this hadith the whether you befriend them or you don't just by sitting in their gathering you will take from their etiquettes and you will take from their mannerisms you will take from their words you will take from their speech you will take from the ideologies you will take from everything without realizing that's the first emphasis the first etiquette that the servant of allah jalla wa ala must have when choosing and selecting companions and friends is to make sure they are people that fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make sure they are people that fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if there are people sitting in this room that have authority over people taking friends like your fathers over their children or mothers over their daughters 
then look to see the friends of your children. Because before you know it, whether you realize it or not, your children will become the mirror reflection of their friends. As the Prophet ﷺ himself said, they'll be upon the religion of their companions. The second characteristic that Islam calls towards when dealing with friends and companions is husnul khuluq, is having great and noble characteristics. The Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith reported in Tirmidhi, at the end of the hadith he says, hasan." And make sure you deal with people with, most, with the most beautiful characteristics, the most beautiful manners and etiquettes. And he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ لِأُتَمِّمَ مَكَارِمَ الْأَخْلَاقِ I haven't been sent except to beautify, except to beautify good manners. I've been sent except to make sure mankind, they all illustrate beautiful or noble characteristics. Hence he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in a hadith also reported by Tirmidhi, with an authentic chain of narration. He says, there is nothing that will weigh more heavy on the scale on the day of judgment than noble, beautiful characteristics. That's our brothers or sisters in Islam. Islam has its own sets, its own criterion of what is noble and what is glorious in terms of characteristics. But when Islam stays silent about particular actions or particular statements, al-adda muhakkama. Customs and traditions will determine for us what is noble and what isn't. And that's when we see our children, when we see our friends, when we see our companions, having certain characteristics that Islam not only emphasizes against and prohibits, but so does the culture and so does the norm of traditions across the world. Using foul language, for example, is a characteristic that is blameworthy, a characteristic that is prohibited in the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lying, being deceitful, betraying. All of these characteristics are characteristics that go against having noble characteristics. So what is something that is noble? What is something that is praised in the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The first of them, or brother or sister in Islam, is to have the characteristic of being somebody that is bashful. Someone that is ashamed. Have this characteristic in your heart, and in your actions when you deal with your companions. For it is the characteristic of being bashful and being shameful and being embarrassed that will save you from displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Imanu, bid'un wa sab'un. Iman has been, been, been categorized into 70 different branches. And from amongst them is al-haya, shu'batun min al-iman. And haya, being shy, being bashful, is from the characteristics of iman. Noble characteristic the Sharia calls towards is being embarrassed and being shy to displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From amongst them is to also greet your companions, greet your friends with the greetings of Islam by saying, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Abdullah ibn Salam reports from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Ayyuhal nas, afshu as-salam. O mankind, spread the salam. Greeting, the greetings of the believers should be the greetings of Islam. Assalamu alaikum should be your statement whenever you greet your companions, whenever you greet your friends. Shaking their hands and meeting them with a smiling face. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Tabassumuk fi wajhi akhik laqa sadaqa. 
Greeting your friend, greeting your companion with a smiling face is a charity for you. These are noble, these are righteous characteristics in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Furthermore, ensuring that you only speak the truth, ensuring you fulfill your promises, ensuring you never betray are all noble characteristics. The Prophet ﷺ, he says, Ayatul Munafiq Thalath. The signs of the hypocrites are three. If he speaks, he lies. If he makes a promise, he breaks it. And when he's entrusted, he betrays his trust. That's Islam calls towards these noble characteristics. Characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased by. No brother or sister in Islam, especially those who are going to secondary school and colleges and universities, it's become a culture amongst those who go to these places. It's, among, it's become a culture upon those who want to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to use foul language in their gatherings, to break trusts, to break promises, to deal with things that are haram, to buy and sell. Things that Allah jalla wa displeased with. How many children nowadays? I saw a recent poll and a recent discussion saying, around the ages of 8 to around 14, there's an epidemic in terms of people selling. Selling what? Buying and selling vape. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is disgusted by. It's that the act of disobedience towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is harming the body, is harming those who are around you. It's a culture that Allah detests. Yet it's become a culture of the friends of our children, if not our children already. Look towards who your children befriend. Look towards what they do, what are their characteristics, what are their hobbies. Because your children will become just like their friends. From the characteristics that these scholars of Islam, they urged the servant of Allah to have with his friends, is to become somebody, is to become somebody that pleases the heart of his companions. It becomes somebody that assists, that helps, that makes things easy for these servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala, reports that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, al-Muslimu, Muslim. A Muslim is the brother of a Muslim. He doesn't oppress him. He doesn't transgress him. He says, Whoever becomes somebody that assists the servant of Allah, whoever assists his brother, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assist him. In another hadith reported also in Bukhari. Abu Hurairah reports, whoever removes a problem on the path of the servant of Allah, Allah will remove a problem for him in this dunya and in the akhirah. Whoever conceals the sins of a believer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will conceal the sins for him in this life and in the akhirah. The Muslim, when he looks towards a friend, what does he look towards? He looks towards somebody that can help him with his deen and help him in his dunya. And he didn't, he didn't just take selfishly, but he becomes somebody that also helps his companion, helps his friend in his dunya and in his akhirah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Allah will continuously help his servant, so long as though the servant, he helps his brother. In a weak narration reported by Ibn Abi Dunya, but its meaning is correct and it coincides and repeats the same meaning of the hadith that we quoted before in Bukhari. 
If you report it, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ahabbun nas ila Allah. Ahabbun nas ila Allah anfa'uhum lin nas. The most beloved people to Allah jalla wa ala are those that benefit the people. Wahabbul a'mal ila Allah. And the most loved action by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sururun yudkhiluhu ala muslim. Is happiness that a Muslim enters into the heart of a Muslim. That's from the companions that we look for, from the companions that can help us, from the companion that we should be. Is somebody that helps others for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is somebody that instills love, that instills mercy, that instills ease, that instills happiness in the hearts of others. And this is why, from this characteristic, the scholars of Islam, they say, how natural has it become in today's day and age to call people by names that they dislike? As a form of banter, we mock people, we slander people, we laugh at people. As a form of banter, this discussion of banter, this topic of banter in Islam, it isn't something that Allah actually is pleased with. Why? Because every statement that hurts another, every statement that makes someone dislike another, is making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislike you in that regard as well. For if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves somebody, for placing ease and placing love in someone's heart. The opposite is true as well. Allah Jalla Wala dislikes somebody that places hurt, that places anger into the hearts of others as well. From the characteristics that Islam calls towards in terms of friends with friends, is to meet people for the sake of Allah and to ask them about how they are. Islam actually encourages the visiting, the meeting of friends and companions and sitting with one another and asking about one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith reported in Sahih Muslim, Abu Hurair radiyallahu ta'ala and he reports that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَنَّ رَجُلًا زَارَ أَخًا لَهُ قَرْيَةٍ أُخْرَى فَأَرْسَدَ اللَّهُ عَلَى مَدْرَجَتِهِ مَلَكًا That a man came to visit one of his friends from a village that is far away. So as he went to visit his friend, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to him an angel. When the angel was waiting and the man reached the angel, the angel asked him, تريد, Where do you want to go? The man, he said to him, I want to meet a friend of mine, or I want my brother, I want my companion in this village. The angel asked him, is there any other reason why you've come here? Is it because you've perhaps favored him? So you want to take something back from him? The man, he said, no. I've only come here to meet him for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the angel responds. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa says, the angel says to him, I have been sent by Allah jalla wa ala as a messenger to convey to you one message. He said to him, because you've come to meet your brother for the sake of Allah, because you've come to meet your brother for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you like this as well. That's the sunnah, the tradition of Islam, is that when you do find a companion, when you find somebody to befriend, that meets the conditions that we spoke about before, the etiquette and the manners that Islam calls towards, Naturally, you'll find in your heart 
some love and affection for him. Naturally in your heart you'll find love and affection to sit in these gatherings. Because every single time you meet him for the sake of Allah, every single time you meet him to portray and to illustrate your love for Allah, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you as well. And this is one of the benefits in finding a companion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. In a hadith reported by Imam Ahmed, it is sahih. Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiyallahu ta'ala an, he says, Samitu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul. Or I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yahqi in rabbihi azza wa jal yaqul. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he decreed something, he legislated something that Allah jalla wa ala is pleased with. And he made, his, he made it known amongst the companions. And he said to us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, حَقَّتْ مَحَبَّتِي لِلْمُتَحَابِّينَ فِيهِ That Allah's love is decreed, is legislated for the ones that meet one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who love one another for the sake of Allah. وَحَقَّتْ مَحَبَّتِي And my love has been decreed for the ones that visit one another. And حَقَّتْ مَحَبَّتِي and my love has been decreed and legislated for the one that show love towards one another, as in they said, they speak to one another in, in a good way. The Prophet has decreed in this hadith of Ahmed that is authentic how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the servants of Allah when they take good friends, when they meet them, when they send good words towards them, when they dialogue with one another and speak to one another in a manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. We continue inshallah ta'ala the remaining part of the khutbah in the second part of the khutbah aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimin fastaghfiru inna allaha ghafur rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa ba'dha from the etiquettes that islam has legislated and decreed for the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when dealing with companions and when dealing with friends. And perhaps one of the greatest and most noble etiquettes, even though every single one of them has its own sign and reflection of glory, is a nasiha. It's to advise them when they fall short and to advise them to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith reported in Sahih Muslim from Tamim Ad-Dari, the Prophet says, that the entire region of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is based upon sincerity, is based upon advising, is based upon calling one towards good, is based upon prohibiting one to fall into evil. Thus the servant of Allah, the friend, when he finds companions, when he finds friends that meet the characteristics of friends that he should befriend, as human beings, Allah has created mankind weak. So it's from our custom, it's from our culture, it's from our creation to fall short sometimes, to make mistakes. Sometimes we disobey Allah, sometimes to do actions that are prohibited. And thus the true friend, the true companion is the one that guides his companions, guides his friends towards good. We have this culture in today's day and age where we completely block and we boycott friends that call us towards goods, friends that advise us, friends that prohibit us to do evil. This is the culture 
that is only found amongst the disbelievers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the believer, the believer should find pleasure when his companions and his friends prohibit for him certain evil. Because no brother or sister in Islam, the only reason why he or she has prohibited the evil that you are following, that you are falling into, is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To call you to a path of paradise. To call you towards characteristics and etiquettes of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So do not dislike and do not turn your cheek away and do not find hatred in your heart. For those that try to advise you, know it's from the characteristics, it's from the mannerisms of these true servants of Allah, the true friends. Your true friends are friends that call you towards good. Your true friends are those that tell you to pray salah. Your true friends are those that tell you to a hijab. Your true friends are those that prohibit for you any dealing of riba, that warn you when you lie or slander. These are friends that you need to befriend. Friends that you must not, you cannot let go of. Because they are concerned for your akhirah. No brother or sister in Islam. And from the final etiquettes of friends and companions is an etiquette that will not only not only reward your companions, but reward you due to your sincerity. In a hadith reported in Sahih Muslim, Safwan radiyallahu anhi says, Qadimtu al-sham, fa'ataytu abu, or fa'ataytu abadarda, radiyallahu ta'ala an. I went to al-sham, and I came to abu darda radiyallahu ta'ala an fi manzilihi. I went to abu darda to his home, falam ajidhu. And I couldn't find him. He says, um darda. I saw or I found Umm Darda, the wife of Abu Darda. فقالت, she said to me, أتريد الحج العام? Do you want to make Hajj this year? نعم. I said yes. قالت, she said to me, then raise your hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala for dua. Ask him for this dua. She said, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say, دَعْوَةُ الْمَرْءِ الْمُسْلِمْ لِأَخِيهِ بِظَحْرِ الْغَيْبِ مُسْتَجَابَةٌ عِنْدَ رَأْسِهِ مَلَكٌ مُوَكَّلْ كُلَّمَا دَعَ لِأَخِيهِ بِخَيْرٌ قَالَ الْمَلَكُ مُوَكَّلُ بِهِ آمِينْ وَلَكَ مِثْلٌ أو آمين وَلَكَ بِمِثْلٌ She said to him, make dua. Make dua that you will get your hajj. Because I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, that every dua that a Muslim makes for his brother, every dua that a Muslim makes for his brother, an angel is accompanying this dua, and the angel sits on the head of this person. And every time he makes a dua for his brother, the angel says, Ameen, Ameen. May your brother get this as in, Ameen. And the same to you as well. So Umm Darda was basically saying to him, make dua that your brother, as in Abu Darda, gets to go to Hajj as well. Because once you make this dua for Abu Darda, radiyallahu anhu, for making hajj, you will be given hajj by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Thus, our brothers and sisters in Islam, from the forgotten characteristics, from the forgotten etiquettes that Islam calls towards, is making dua for your friends. Making dua that Allah jalla wa guides them. Making dua that you can find noble and righteous friends. Making dua that Allah jalla wa rids them from their evil. Making dua that Allah adorns them with noble characteristics. Making dua that they are given things in this dunya before the akhirah. 
every time you make a dua to Allah for them sincerely, not only will they be given what you have asked Allah for, but an angel will accompany you and sit right on top of your head, asking Allah to grant you the same very thing as well. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us good companionship. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to find good companionship for all our loved ones. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us good companions for others. And we ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the highest level of Jannah. Allahumma aiz al-Islam wal-Muslimin. Allahumma adil al-Shirk wal-Mushrikin. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbu al-afwa fa'fu anna. Allahumma rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين قوموا للصلاة